All right. Oh, man. My nose started itching like crazy. Woo. All right. First Peter chapter 3. We've been through this verse a few times. <clears throat> First Peter chapter 3. I've decided to uh, try to speed this along just a little bit. I've been working on uh, one letter each, each Sunday night, and I realize we're going to be here forever if we do this. So I'm trying to compact things a little bit. So if you remember, we're working through the family, and right now we're working through husbands and wives. Series, sub-series, mini-series in the sub-series is... To the guys about their ladies, the C-O-U-P-L-E. We've covered C, closeness, and O for openness. Tonight we're going to go to the U-P. <clears throat> I know, if you're not from Michigan, you don't get it as quick. So anyways, but uh, my, my nephew is a Uper. That's what they call him, a U-P. Anyways, Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Oh, never mind. Let's just keep going. First Peter chapter 3. Uh, if you will, turn to verse 7. Let's go ahead and stand. <clears throat> all choked up about it. <clears throat> well, no wonder that's weird. I'm still looking at the order of service and not my message. I'm like, something's not right here. All right, 1 Peter chapter 3. We're going to read just verse 7. Likewise, ye husbands, so we know that the audience, <clears throat> dwell with them, that would be your wives, according to knowledge giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you. We ask that you would, uh, Lord, bless the reading and, the Lord, the preaching, teaching of your word. Tonight, you'd ask, I would ask, Lord, that you would um, help us to be... Uh, strengthened, and Lord, that we would learn, that we would discover, uh, Lord, more about, uh, Lord, as men, about our wives, and Lord, about developing strong marriages. Well, thank you for it. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So if you haven't noticed already, these principles are all interconnected, and we're going to walk over all of them. So... Closeness we covered and openness. So closeness is obviously connected to openness because if you want closeness, you need openness. Tonight we're going to be looking at understanding you uh, and that's connected to closeness and peacemaking, which is connected to openness and closeness and so so forth and so on. And so on it goes. They're all interconnected and sometimes we're going to walk over it. Yeah, it's all interconnected. A lot like the lady you live with. Everything she's, everything in her brain is pretty much interconnected uh, you remember we talked about the Christmas tree lights running in series, guys? And we're going to look at that again tonight, too, that same illustration. But your woman is interconnected. And again, we're going to come up tonight, and we're going to look at these two things out of 1 Peter 3, 7, which we'll look at consistently. But we're going to look at this, this uh, oh, the scary part of it for some people. Um, and that's that weaker vessel thing. So you is for understanding. And it says here that, that the man... Again, as it says in verse 7, I'm wandering a little bit. This is one of those things, I'm not wandering. I'm trying to make sure I'm, well, we'll just keep going. I think you get the picture. It says, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor to the wife as unto the weaker vessel. Now, 
immediately this brings up an argument, especially in today's day and age, okay? The women will respond, I am not weak, okay? And that's a fair statement. However, <laughs> well, excuse me, you know what? The men are going to respond to that. I am not weak. And the men are going to respond, oh, yeah, then why do I have to open the pickle jar? <laughs> okay. So Emerson Egrix calls our attention, and I think it's an appropriate because our response to the verse, the natural response, especially, and let me just say, in today's culture of feminism, which, by, by the way, I don't believe is true feminism, but the way that the people call feminism today, they look at this verse and the women are immediately offended. They say, I am not weak. But this statement, as Emerson Egrix makes us aware of, is not a qualitative statement. It's a comparative statement. Okay? In other words, it's not saying that women are weak. That's not what the verse says. It does not say women are weak. Now, I think we could make an argument here that all of us are weak. Okay? All of us are weak. Uh, the context of the verse. Now, the, ladies, you need to hear this. I think guys do too. This verse is not to women saying, you're weak. That's not what the verse is saying at all. This verse is to husbands about how they should treat their wives. Okay? Not, oh, you're hearing me? How they should treat their wives. Well, no, it says they're... Now, listen, I understand, and there is truth. I mean, we could go back into the science of it, about uh, the lower body strength and upper body strength and how much weaker it is than a man's. Uh, that's not what the verse is talking about. That's a physical representation of what the verse is talking about. Uh, and I do think there's maybe some applications that could be given there. But here's, the, here's where we start. The verse also says that you're both vessels. <laughs> Number one, you're both vessels. And I left my illustration in my office. So Dakota, come here. You've got to have an illustration. It's just better with pictures. Right on the floor next to my desk is a bag, Walmart bag. Bring that here for me. Carefully. Both are vessels. Both are vessels. Both of you are vessels made by God. Now listen to me. Both of you are vessels made by God. Both of you are vessels used by God. We should, let, let me just tell you, husbands, don't you ever forget that God made your wife, God is using your wife, and he's not using her to any more or less degree than he's using you. He's using both of you equally. Now, and I know people have a serious problem with this, but the Bible has long been about equality, just not the way, not the, way the world wants it. Okay? So don't ever think when I mention the word equality that I'm using the same language as the, the modern-day uh, way to look at it. What the idea here is, is how the man is to treat the woman. And I'm going to use this illustration if I can. Thank you, bud. Just keep them for now. <clears throat> I have in this bag two vessels. Okay? Guess which one that is? <laughs> that ain't the guy. Actually, I have three vessels if you want to be truthful about it. All right. What are these? 
They're bulls. They're both bulls. They both serve the exact same function. Okay? You're hearing what I'm saying? They both can be used equally for anything. However, which one do you think is more expensive? Okay? Which one probably is going to take the place of honor at the table? Which one can take the beating? You can bang this thing. You can beat the trash out of it. I mean, you can, I can throw it down here in the ground. We can run it through the washer and still use it. If I throw this one on the ground, we're going to have a problem. Uh, okay, l- listen. This, again, it's, be careful. It's not a qualitative statement. First it says, number one, you're both vessels used by God. Number two, if we look at the verse, according to knowledge, giving, what, look at it again. Likewise, ye husbands, I'm going to pause and I want you all to say the word. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife. That word honor means to assign value. That's literally what the word means. You are to, in your, in your list of things that are valuable, you are to place your wife. <laughs> Does that make sense? You are to assign value to her. And what it's saying to the husbands is, hey, you're both vessels. Eh, you need to assign some honor to your wife. You need, to, you need to on purpose state that she is honored in my list of valuables. She's precious. And if you can with me, when it says, when it says that she is the weaker vessel... So let me just pause here a second, okay? And I know I think, I think, um, I don't think we're idiots in the room, but Peter is not calling a woman's fortitude and ability into question here. Listen, listen, hear what I say. Peter is not calling a woman's fortitude and ability into question. Um, The workers at the factory that my mom used to work at, the workers who, the employees of National Tech Design, where my mom uh, was a longtime worker, have long forgotten my mother. Okay? Uh, They probably forgot her name. I guarantee you, her kids and her husband will never forget. Okay? Follow me along. My wife... Um, will probably be forgotten at Sugar Grove Bible Academy, Bible Baptist Academy, where she worked. Matter of fact, the lives she invested in, they've probably forgotten that my, my, my wife even worked there unless we remind them, okay? Which, honestly, the city where she lived, the neighbors around her, they might recognize, oh, yeah, isn't that Bessie's girl? But uh, there's a guy named Tim, and there are three kids, who won't forget things like long nights. And I'll listen, I'm not bragging on my wife. I'm, 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 well, I am, but, okay. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to put a comparison in here. We won't be forgetting the long nights spent awake watching over kids who aren't feeling well. Uh, unending hours of laundry done, shirts ironed, 
uh, special meals done on birthdays and the meals that are always done. And guys, let's just pause here a second. I mean, okay, I understand not all women can cook. No big deal. But you know what? There's meals on my table. There's, there's food put in front of me, and it's not burnt. It's not only is it tasty, it's enjoyable. Okay? You hear what I'm saying? Uh, there are, there's extra money brought in, which, by the way, is supported by Proverbs, 3, 30, Proverbs 31. Extra money brought in when it was necessary for the family. There's attention paid to things like, how does the house look? The decorations at Christmas time. What does my daughter Autumn see in her room when she comes home from college? All those little things, I'm just telling you, guys are <laughs> clueless, okay? And think about this, guys, after a long day of work, you're going to take her out and what has happened. A long day of what she's done at, in, in taking care of the kids and taking care of the house and taking care of the laundry and taking care of the dishes and, and uh, dealing with who knows what else. And I, on the phone pre- for my wife, preparation for the ladies' meeting coming up. It's months away, but I know right now she's going to be up at all every every day, every early, every morning for the next few months and still get herself ready to be gorgeous on a date night at the end of that. Uh, for us to look at that, the hours and the time given, and, and, and I'm just going to make a pause here, but to demote the, the role of a mother and a wife, as feminism does today, is cruelty and a crime. I'm just telling you. That there is much, much, much investment done by those ladies. Women are not weak. By no stretch. For heaven's sakes, if you still think it, be a husband and watch your wife give birth. Yeah. The whole idea of them being weak is going to go right out the window. Anyways, the context again is how a woman, how a man treats his wife. He is to assign value to her. Um, so I have date nights with my daughters. So just as an illustration. And I, I'm funny, I reminded myself again. Going through the, I'm going through the same thing again with my daughter Katrina now, although it's, uh, it's a lot of years difference. Anyways, and I'm having to remember things that I taught Autumn is that when I take her out on a date, I open the doors. I open the doors. I open the truck door. I open the restaurant door. If, if I'm really thinking about it, I pull out the chair. And you know what Autumn's response and Katrina's response both is, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not incapable, Dad. I'm not a weakling. Can, can, I just, can I just pause here a sec and help all you ladies out? The reason a guy opens the door is never because he doesn't think you know how a handle works. It's because, now listen, and guys, you ought to, because you are assigning honor to her. I don't open the doors for my wife and for my daughters because they're too weak to pull the door. Because they're soft little flowers that might faint if they have to do stuff. No, I, I open doors because it is the way that I as a husband can show her how much I appreciate the investment she is giving to the family. I am honoring her as my princess. Uh, here. And I'm treating my girls that way because one day they're going to have a husband and I want, to know what kind of, I want them to know what kind of husband to look for. Amen. I, there's nothing wrong with this, by the way. It's all very good stuff. 
we don't open doors for women because they're weak. We open doors for women because we, we honor them. We respect them. We appreciate them. Amen. It's, it's an honor thing. Do, do you know what? Can, can I just put this message on it? And this is not my own, but I, I think I agree with it. What, what God, through Peter, is telling husbands here is handle with care. Handle with care. Treat your wife as something precious. Amen. That's number one. Handle with care. Treat her as something honored and precious. However, there is a truth to this, number two, and I believe some of you ladies may even may uh, see it right away. Maybe not. Handle with care, Tim. Is that... In context here, you, it's how you are to treat her. Your wife is, and I'm, ladies, follow me all the way through, but your wife is vulnerable to you in particular. Your wife is vulnerable to you in particular. You can damage her. Is everybody, is all, are you following me, guys? You can damage her, okay? Um, so, we're going to run down one pathway here. So, because we're coming for you for understanding, I could go from that point right there, I could go for a bunch of ways, but I'm trying to stick with our, our passage here. And it's you for understanding. Understanding. One of the things that your wife, listen, guys, one of the things your wife needs from you is understanding. Now, what does that mean? Understanding? <laughs> I know you said dwell with her according to knowledge, but really, what guy understands a woman? I, I, like the, I like the way the Bible puts it. It doesn't say you have to understand her. It needs you to dwell with her according to knowledge. Like, you know, at least have some understanding. Okay, try to. Underst- but that's not what we're talking about here. She need, she needs, what we're saying is understanding is she needs you to hear her. She needs you to hear her. Um, so uh, right now, again, my wife will, is going to be consumed for the next four, three, four, Three, three months, I guess now, with ladies' meeting, the ladies' retreat, the ladies' retreat. And uh, her brain is going to be full of it. I mean, just full of this ladies' retreat and, and about, you know, what colors are this and, uh, you know, it, it's, there's flowers involved and, you know, what, what the flowers are going to be, where they're going to be. And, you know, and, and can, I, can I just pause here? And my, I, I know my wife's going to understand what I say so ladies don't freak out. But... I don't care. Okay, ladies, let me rephrase it for your sakes. I have no opinion. I'm not going to be there. And can I just tell you, a lot of times, guys barely notice stuff on the walls. I mean, you know, oh, yeah, there's stuff on the walls. Okay, what are we talking about? Yeah, I, okay. But my wife's going to be consumed by this. And, and yesterday, yesterday, all day long, she was, she was taking the CPR class. So she comes home. And guys, follow me. I'm not just telling a story here. Guys, follow me. What happens for your lady is uh, she's, like, she's like a teapot that's been put on the burner of the day. Okay? She's been put on the burner of the day. And all through the day, 
the, the water's been getting hotter and hotter and she's boiling up. And I don't mean she's coming to getting mad. I'm just saying she's getting under pressure from all the events of the day. And at some point, as a woman, she's going to need to let off steam. Now, again, ladies, I'm not talking about getting angry. And guys, that's what I'm talking about. At some point, she has to talk it out. Okay? And what she needs is these and these and this. Not your hair, your brain. <laughs> Good for Brother Daryl. Um, oh, and Brother Zane. <laughs> she needs you to understand her. She needs to download her issues. She just needs to talk about it. Okay? Uh, and what, is, what does she need from me? And I'm just telling you, and my wife will attest to this, this is one of those areas where I'm, I'm still working at it. Okay? I'm still working at it. Uh, you know, I... Because the temptation is to go, uh-huh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm, uh, I'm sorry, what was that? Do <laughs> uh, you hear what, hear what I'm saying? What, what, she needs is, what she needs is my eyes there. Remember we talked last week about the face-to-face, the cleaving thing? Um, so guys, we're going to enter an area here, and no kidding, and this is an area I've ta- this this area I've talked to my wife about a long time ago, and the next one I had to call my wife and say, "Is this true?" Because <laughs> this guy's saying this, and I'm not sure I. I mean, I've read it through, but now I'm, as I'm preaching it, when I present it, I want to say, "Is this really true?" So, guys, <clears throat> when uh, when you and I have a problem we need to solve, okay. First step is for guys, ladies. Listen, when a guy has a problem he needs to solve, the first step is we think about it. We might read books on it, maybe. Most likely we're just going to think on it. We might even sit back and look at it for a little bit, and then we're going to go tackle it. If you can't solve it by thinking about it, what are you going to do? You can't solve it yourself by thinking about it. What are you going to do? You're going to ask for advice. When a man talks to a man about a problem, he is looking to help with solutions. He's looking for help with solutions. So listen, ladies, when a guy brings up a problem, literally, he's not just sharing to share. And guys, let me tell you something about ladies. When a lady brings up a problem, she may not be looking for a solution. So I'll give you a great illustration. My Uncle Gene, who's now in heaven, and maybe I've said this before, but it's just too good. I'll be using it forever. My aunt would go in and do the dishes at the sink, and she'd complain about the rug by the sink. It always moved around. So she'd be in there doing dishes, and the rug would move. And she'd say, oh, this stupid rug. It will never stay still. And I mean, this was a consistent thing. Every time she's doing dishes, complain about the rug. Now, pause... Guys, when ladies bring up problems, typically, they just want to talk it out. But for my Uncle Gene, it's like, okay, we have a solution for the problem. So out he went into the, into the workshop, came back in with some roofing nails and a hammer, dusted that thing out, bang, 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 Solution solved. Gene! everybody follow this along? Perfect illustration. My Aunt Shirley did not want the rug nailed to the floor. 
She did not want the solution. She, she wasn't looking for a solution. She just wanted to be able to vent and him be okay with that. Okay, can I just tell you something? I'm saying that, and I still have a hard time believing it and processing it. Because I'm not built that way. So, guys, often, now just pause. I, I'm, I'm painting this maybe a little bit too black and white. Because there are times when ladies are looking for solutions. But sometimes they don't even want your solution. They just want to talk about it. Listen, what do they need? What your ladies need? They need your understanding. They need you to treat them. Now, I'm just telling you how women are built. And if you look around at how the ladies are laughing and smiling, apparently I'm not too far off the mark. Okay? So, looky, when a lady is coming and she's needing to talk and she's needing to let off some steam to, to get the teapot back down to a boil, you know what she's doing? Now, let me, let me just tell you this, guys. This is really, this will help you out. This will really help you out, guys. For us, we keep looking for a way to fix the problem. Uh, you know, okay, so, and if I can't fix the problem, I'm less of a man. Just stop, pause, just go right there, forget it. That, that's not what your wife is doing. Your wife thinks that your shoulders are big enough to handle it. And so she's downloading on you because she thinks you're a big boy and can deal with it. That's a compliment. That's a compliment, guys. So listen. Listen. Let her vent. And make sure you're listening, not the, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that, now Listen. I, for guys, this, I'm just telling you, ladies, this is like, if your man can do this, this is like amazing. Because we're looking at you and all we're hearing is wah, 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 because we, we can't do anything about it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We can't do anything about it. I mean, like, I, I, it's a whole problem. I mean, my brain is going, I can fix that. Can't fix that. That's a, whoa, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. You know, our brain is like, fix, don't fix, fix, don't fix, fix, don't fix. And you're just, and listen, guys, what your wife wants is just your ear, but she actually wants you to hear. What she's trying to get you is hear her heart. Hear her heart. This is where I am. Can I just tell you where I am? I just need you to know where I am. Why? Because if you can accept her for where she is, even with her, the way she failed in a thing or the way she succeeded in a thing, you listen, listen. Listen and still accept you have made the relationship closer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, closeness. That seems like, wasn't that the C? Yeah. Listen, by, by listening, by, by honoring your wife, honoring your wife means that she's valuable to you. Okay, guys. If the CEO of your company calls you into the office about a something business-wise, and you solve the business-wise thing, and then he starts talking about a subject that you are totally not interested in. I mean, like, you know, I'm a car guy, and he's talking about, uh, you, you know, mini model railroads. But it's amazing how much you will pay attention because it's the CEO. You won't be going, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, hear me? You have assigned importance to his conversation, even though in your brain you don't have nothing to do with it. It's like, okay, he likes model railroads. Don't have to do with that. Just file it away for later, okay? Listen, you know, that's what your wife needs. She needs to download. 
Now, here's, and this is one of the things I've had to learn to ask my wife, because especially around this time, especially around ladies' conference time, is, okay, as a matter of fact, it's a good thing I got, I read through the book again, and now I've gone back and reread it again. I've almost, this twice now I've read through these sections preparing for this message. And the, the thing to ask, okay, pause, pause, honey, is this a you need a solution conversation, or is this you need my ear conversation? Okay? It's a, it's, a, it's a good one to start with. If she's looking for a solution, okay, good. I'm on that track. You're looking for my ear. Okay, I'm going to get on that track and listen. Does anybody here know what reflective listening is? Has anybody ever learned uh, how to, re- it's called reflective listening? I see a few heads going up and down. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure I would think teachers have been taught some version of that, um, leadership. So what it is is it's hearing what's being said and then saying back to them, how you heard it, but not the exact same language, okay? It, it's, a, it's a wonderful tool for conversation. It's a wonderful, wonderful tool because it, it, it shows her, number one, that you're interested in what's being said. Now, I know this is crazy for us guys. What's being said is not that important. What's important is that you're listening to her, <laughs> All right, do you hear what I'm saying? What's being said may not be that important, but you're listening to her. That's the important part. And you only know if you're listening to her if you can actually talk about what she's talking about. Get interested in what she's interested in. It's amazing how good we did this when we first, first got, you know, all together and, you know, we were dating each other. But it's the same, same pattern. Find out, find out, listen, reflective listening, answer back. Listen, on purpose, listen. You know what you're going to do with a lot of what she said? You're going to go, I don't know what to do with this. It's like the fruitcake that you get from Aunt, you know, Aunt Mary at Christmas, and Aunt Mary's right there. Thanks. I had no idea what I'm going to do with this thing later. Okay. <laughs> Off we go. That, what's, not, what's important is not that you solve everything or even necessarily know what to do with it what's important is that you she has your ear therefore she has your heart amen are you hearing me are you hearing me it's understanding understanding this is good stuff i'm telling you you may not like this but it's going to help you you put this in practice guys i don't care how weird it sounds it'll help you amen there is a point that there may not be a point to what's being said don't take that wrong, ladies. But there is a point to the fact that she needs you to hear her. Amen. What it tells your wife is you honor her. Amen. You honor. And you know what that means? Well, I'm going to get into I'll get into that in the next point. So U is for understanding and P. So C-O-U-P-L-E, couple. P is for peacemaking. Peacemaking. All right, turn to 1 Corinthians. It's kind of an interesting... Um, an interesting verse. I'd never quite looked at it this way before. But 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Some of you already know the verse I'm going to. You may not have it in your head, but 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And again, it's talking about uh, um, verse 2, talking about, it's basically talking about, you know, people need to get married. Um, uh, for good reason many times. So verse 3 and 4, chapter 7, verse 3 and 4. 
It says, let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the, wife unto the husband. The wife hath not power of her own body, but the husband, and likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body, but the wife. Okay, now, I understand the context here, okay, and, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go into the realm of the intimacy that the context is about, but think about this for a little bit, okay? If I'm supposed to yield myself to her and she's supposed to yield herself to me, and, and, I don't, and essentially the way Paul presents it is what I want doesn't matter and what she wants doesn't matter, did, do, you, do you understand that this presents many, many moments of what we would call conflict? Are you hearing me? Conflict not only in my own mind about what I really want do and don't want to do, but conflict in the other person's mind about what they really do and don't want to do. And at some point, there has to come a balance between the two. Okay, it lends itself to conflict. Are you hearing me? Uh, th- does everybody understand that? That if my, if my wife, we'll just put this, if my wife needs a conversation, she has the power to call upon me. According to this scripture, she has the right to call upon my ears, and I don't have the right to say no. Okay, but there are times when I have to gauge the importance of what, she's, what she needs and what is the greater good. Do you hear what I'm saying? And by the way, ladies, there are many times when what you really need to say is probably something you, it's not that really big a deal, and you, you know, you need to grow up with some maturity and figure out when and what, but we'll talk about that later. Um, if I even understand that, talk to my wife. She'll probably be more help than I. But it creates conflict. This verse creates conflict where the, the, two, the two sides of the marriage have to come to a balance about what that means. Because the way many Christian men look at it now is she has to do it, she has to do what I want, but I really don't have to do what she wants. I'm just telling you, the way many Christian men in Christian society today, they look at this whole realm of submission and all that stuff like, like that just makes me the big dog in the house and everybody else has to do what I say. <laughs> Nowhere is that given in the Bible. That's, that, is, that is not the picture presented in the Bible. Okay, not at all. And this right here says so. There needs to be a balance, and that balance can only come by there being a little bit of conflict in the house. And if you don't think that's true, you'd, you'd just keep right on moving. I don't, know. I don't know. You render unto your wife due benevolence and see what happens. See what happens. Because at some point there's going to be an argument about what you will and won't not do. The, power hath not, the wife hath not power of her own body, but then the husband hath not power of his own body. I'm telling you, we're humans. That creates conflict. That's an interesting thing. So, again, let's try to stay on topic here. I don't think there's a question that there is conflict in marriage, okay? Matter of fact, if there's no conflict in marriage, again, I always have a problem with people say, oh, we've never had an argument, blah, 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 blah. Somebody's not thinking. Now, you may not, again, your version of what you think of never had an argument might be that you grew up at people a house yelling at each other. That's not an argument. That's, that's, I don't know what that is. That's just people treating each other inhumanely. Again, argument is where you, you come to a point where there's two different points of opinion, Okay, it can be sharp or well discussed. It's still a conflict. Okay, conflict can happen over a cup of tea or with swords. I mean, <laughs> it can happen. Okay, um, guys, um, do, do you know what I say in when your wife starts getting historical? I, I didn't say hysterical. 
Not always. Listen, listen. When your wife starts getting historical, the guys, you know what I'm talking about? She starts bringing up. This, this is one of those areas I had, to, I had to call and talk to my wife and say, is this true? Because my man brain looks at that and says, I can't be right. Is this true? Really? Wow. Okay, so again, we're going to go back to the Christmas tree lights, guys. The Christmas tree lights. You remember there's two different kinds of Christmas tree lights? I, I like the lights how these are built in this room. If that bulb goes out, everything still works. We can still have church. And that's how guys are built. Oh, man, had something bad go off at work. Well, let's go play golf. How are the kids? I mean, we we can still function. But listen, for ladies, ladies are much more sensitive to problems in the relationship. We're going to get to peacemaking. P is for peacemaking. Ladies are much more sensitive to problems in the relationship. Okay? Um, I'm trying to figure out how to work this through in my head. There's, there's so many ways I can go here. but So for a woman, when there's a problem in the relationship, that light goes out, all the lights go out. Okay? Uh, now, and I'm just telling you, this is the weirdest thing in the world. For, I'm just, guys, I'm just telling you. Some of you are going to hear this and not believe it, like I did at first. Um, I've been using you a whole lot. We'll use Brother Daryl for a while. If you and I have a disagreement, okay, as men, we have a disagreement about a point of, let's just say, something about the Bible, and we, we come to a point where we realize um, we're not going to agree, what do we do? Yeah. Here's the words. We drop it. Okay, ladies, have you ever heard this? Can't you just drop it? Come on, ladies. Haven't you ever, can't you just drop it? Because that's what guys do with each other. Ladies... Our guys, that's not what ladies do with each other. And now this is really going to kill you. This is, guys, this is going to kill you because guys are fixers. Okay? So two ladies come to a disagreement who are friends. Uh, it could be a massive disagreement or a little disagreement. Do, do you know what's most important to them? Not the disagreement. The relationship is what's important. Brother Darrell and I were never questioning our relationship. I disagree. Okay. That's nice. I'm going to go with life. I ain't bringing that up again with Brother Daryl, but we can get along. That's not how it works for a lady. A lady, when there's a pro- when she senses something wrong in the relationship, one of those lights go out, it affects all the lights. And what she needs from you guys is to know that the relationship is secure. So listen, guys, when she starts getting historical, when she starts bringing up, do you remember this and you remember that and you remember this? Okay, what she's doing is she's telling you, I, I'm, I'm not feeling like the relationship is, is secure. I need the relationship to be secure. And I need to talk these things out. And this is what gets me, okay? This is what, guys, okay? I can't go back and fix a problem that happened 20 years ago. Or last week. I blew it. It's done. I can't fix that. What does a guy want to do, ladies? He wants to fix it, Okay? But ladies, or guys, when, the, when, when your wife is bringing up all those problems, she's, she's not wanting you to fix the problem. She's wanting you to fix the relationship. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ladies can get together and totally disagree about something, get done. I'm, I, again, I had to ask my wife about this. They can get together, disagree, 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 and then apologize for how they treated each other, walk away still disagreeing, but man, they're doing great. The relationship is fine, okay? 
But they had to get together to talk it out. Guys were like, okay, I'm done talking about it. You done talking about it? Yeah, okay, we're done. Drop it. I'm done talking about it. Uh, and that's how guys want to treat it. They bring up all the problems, lift it. No, I'm done talking about it. I dropped it. Now, so ladies, so you can help understand how a guy functions here. Again, we talked, we talked again how a guy deals with respect, Ephesians 5.33. Guys deal with the language of respect. When you bring up a problem that he can't take care of, guess what language he hears it in? Not love, but respect. He feels like his, his respect is being called into question, and he already knows in some of those cases you're bringing up, he blew it. He already knows that, and he can't go back and fix it. So let me just, let me just give you a little illustration. Um, if uh, a man is a plumber, been a plumber for like two years. We'll just say he's been a plumber for two years, okay? And somebody comes along and says, can I just tell you that about 63% of all of the things, all the jobs that you have done are now broke again? He's going to respond one of two ways. He's going to review and say, you're an idiot. Uh, you, what, what are you just trying to cause me problem? And he's going to move on. Or he's going to say, 63%. You got evidence of that? Yeah, here and here and here and here. And he's going to go, okay, maybe I'm not a good plumber. Okay, now listen, listen. In the realms of respect, he's going to say, ooh, perhaps I'm not so good at this. Maybe I should find a different occupation. I'll just tell you, I worked at AOL, America Online, we're inside sales, people calling to cancel, and we have to save, and the minimum was 55%. And I'm listening to all these people trying to deal with them honestly, and I'm barely making 45%. I'm going, people have to lie to keep these people, and I'm not going to lie, and evidently I'm not that great a salesman. I mean, I even like AOL at the time, and I'm discovering in the process, I'm not very good at this. Yeah, it feels great when you go home from work and say, yeah, what did you do today? Not that great. So, so listen, ladies, when you bring up to guy, to your man, a list of those historical things, don't do it hysterically, <laughs> those historical things, you might be seeing a relationship, what he's hearing is you're calling into question his ability. Now, let me just say, ladies, I'm not saying don't bring it up. I will, after talking to my wife, tell you that you should learn at some point that there are some stuff you just have to become an adult, have some maturity, and learn what some stuff can just be, eh, no big deal, okay? But at the same time, ladies, you still need to come to your man if you feel like the relationship is not secure. And man, listen, you need to be a peacemaker. Your wife, she may not need you. This is an interesting thing. If my wife comes to those things, what she's not looking for me is to go back and figure out some way to solve the problem, to fix what I've, I can't fix. What she's needing from me is, I'm sorry that made you feel unloved. I'm sorry. I'm sorry it hurt the relationship. There's nothing wrong between us, I hope. I'm sorry is a big thing. Let me just say, okay, so ladies here again. You understand how come I'm sorry is a hard thing for a guy to say? Because I'm sorry to a guy does not, like for a woman, I'm sorry equals I love you. For a man, I'm sorry means I'm less of a man. Are you hearing me? For a woman, I'm sorry means I love you, please keep this relationship in, in check. For a man, I'm sorry means 
I didn't do a good job. I did not meet my own level of expectation. So when a man says I'm sorry, there's an instantaneous feeling of, ooh, which is interesting because women are, women are designed with this innate ability of equality. They don't want to feel bad about themselves, but they don't want you feeling bad about yourselves either. And so there's this natural response of, oh, no, it's no big deal. It's okay. I did some stuff wrong too. I'm just telling you, 80 to 90% of the time, if guys, if you talk to your woman and you say, I'm sorry, what you're going to hear in response is, well, I'm sorry too. I, da, 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 da. Just, that's how the women are built. They, they, not only, they not only want themselves not to feel inadequate, they don't want you feeling inadequate either. Learn how to say, I'm sorry. But guys, let me tell you, your, your wife is built in, she has a built-in relationship thing that needs to keep making sure that, that you and her are good all the time. Now, that's not how guys are built. We have, you know, if it works, it works. I get, I get out in the car, and, you know, I don't worry about my car all the time. Now I listen to it. Now, Ken, this is a really good illustration. Now I'm thinking about it. Guys, you know, I don't worry about my car every day of the week. You know, <gasps> we're two miles past the oil change time. Guess what? It'll function, especially today's cars. You can actually go pretty lengthy time. It'll still run. It's not the best for it, but it'll run. You know? I'm going to be attentive to it, though. Huh, I wonder what that is. File that away for later. Oh, there goes a CV axle. Ah, we can let it ride for a while. I don't need to fix it yet. That's not how women work, guys. But listen, that's not how women work. Click, click, click. What's wrong? We got to fix it. They're not trying to fix the problem. They want to make sure the relationship is intact. The relationship. To them, the relationship, again, I'm amazed, okay? So when your wife gets historical, what she's seeking is your love. Now, can I just tell you, every guy in the room went, huh? Ladies, I'm just telling you, what? <laughs> it don't feel like she's seeking my love. It feels like she's seeking my demise. <laughs> one, one cut at a time. It's death by a thousand cuts. No. What she's seeking is to restore. She wants the relationship intact. And if one little break happens... If there's one light bulb out in her string, she needs to get it fixed. And that fixing, again, is not fixing the problem necessarily, but making sure that the relationship is intact. And often that can be by saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let, me let you in on a great secret, guys. Your wife is not the enemy. Don't treat her that way. She is your ally. Listen, your wife is not your enemy. She is your ally. And God has designed her with built-in functions to help, help her become the best ally you have ever had in your life. If you will learn to be understanding and a peacemaker. Amen. Learn to say... I'm sorry, don't be consistent, consistently, try, just turn to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, I think this, will, this may be where we end here. So, and let me add this to it. Um, sometimes when your wife is bringing up those historical things, it's not always about what you did. Sometimes it's about what she did, and she needs to know you're not upset about it. And I think the Bible says quite clearly, love your wives and be not bitter against them. 
Be not bitter against them. I wonder why the Bible says that. Because men get bitter against their wives. It's in there for a reason. Men become bitter at their wives for some of the historical listings and other stuff. And the Bible says, don't do it. Don't become bitter. Look at Romans chapter 12. Okay, Romans chapter 12. We're going to go down to verse 18. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Now that's a general statement of how we should deal with all men. How much more important do you think that is inside our own home? Now the command is clear and applies to our wives, by the way. <laughs> You're to live peaceably with all men. But I'm just telling you, guys, guys, let me, let me, let me ask you a question. Don't you want peace at the house? Yes. I'm telling you, a, a guy, I, you, you can see a man who doesn't have peace at his house. You can see it at his work if it gets bad enough. You can, because as much as I say guys are compartmentalized, can't, uh, a tumor grows at some point where it, puts a, it, it affects other functioning parts of the body. You hear what I'm saying? And a root of bitterness, that bitterness, as it grows inside, it affects other parts of the body. And when a man shows up at work having a problem at work, one of the often first things that a good boss will say is, how are things at the house? Now, because it lets me know what's going on here is uh, something we can work on, okay? <laughs> the, air, the, the military has plans put in place for stuff like that. I don't know if you know that. They pay attention. How are these home lives doing? And if there's a problem, they actually have an automatic reaction, a response. Okay, you're having problems, then there needs to be some counseling. We need to go through this process. Click, 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 click. Because they know that the home life affects the man who works at the job. So uh, I'm wandering a little bit. But listen, guys, you need peace at the house. And one of the ways of peace at the house is understanding. Listen to her. Isn't that amazing how understanding also applies to peacemaking? Because you need to listen to her when she becomes historical. Listen to her when she becomes historical. And amen. Forgive her. Never nurse the bitterness. Forgive her. Learn to say, I'm sorry, our wiser ally. Live peaceably. Live peaceably peaceably with them. Amen. Men, your wife is not questioning your honor when she brings up those past issues. She's not questioning your honor. Now, I will say, if she thinks that you didn't say, I'm sorry, seriously, she will bring it up again. She will bring it up again. I'm just telling you, again, ladies, when you bring something up a second time after we've already dealt with it, this is not good. We have our discussion. We walk away to drop it. Two weeks later, I bring it up again. Two weeks later, I bring it up again. Another week later, I bring it up again. There's, there's gonna, I'm telling you, from a man, there's going to be one of two reactions. He's going to unload on you, or, he's going to, or the relationship is going to go, <laughs> can't deal with that no more. Uh, you hear what I'm saying? So, guys, if your wife doesn't think you were serious when you said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, she will bring it up again. And, oh, by the way, she might actually have a right to because were you serious about it? 
so the next time your hubby said, next time, guys, when you're tempted to say, can't we just drop it? You need to say, can't we just go out for dinner so we can finish talking about this? <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your wife, is, your wife is not just your best friend, should be your best friend. She is the greatest ally that God has given you on this planet, and you are to treat her with honor. Honor. As, some, as someone who is vulnerable to you, and you need to live with that understanding that if she's vulnerable to me in our relationship, I need to live with her according to understanding. Understanding how she thinks, how she functions, listening to her. Amen. That's good stuff. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. I, it's stuff I need to go home and add some of this stuff to my, to my practice right now. You need to listen. Guys, is this, is this a solution-solving conversation, or is this just you need to talk conversation? And if it's just need to talk, then it goes like this. Talking con- Okay. What? Okay. Hmm? Uh, what? Oh. Okay. What? Put it down. Look her in the eyeballs and listen. And then take all that pile of stuff and say, if you need to, well, I sure do love it, honey. Sorry you had such a bad day. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I'm, I did something to make you feel unloved. Okay. Because the relationship is important. Amen. The relationship is important. Understanding, amen, understanding, and be a peacemaker.